This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for September 17, 2010. In our top story, the Massachusetts Attorney General's Office has objected to a hospital's decision not to send notifications to 800,000 individuals who may have been affected by a recent breach. But the office has not yet taken any formal action against South Shore Hospital in South Weymouth. When the hospital originally announced the breach incident in July, it said it planned to send out individual notifications. But following an investigation of the incident, which involved the loss of two boxes of backup computer tapes, the hospital announced a change in its notification strategy, shifting primarily to newspaper and website announcements instead. Attorney General Martha Coakley maintains that the hospital should mail notices about the incident to the patients potentially affected, as the hospital originally planned to do. Coakley's office will continue to monitor and investigate South Shore Hospital's actions with regards to the data breach and its response, according to a statement from the office. The hospital argues that its new notification strategy is consistent with the Substitute Notification Strategy Clause in Massachusetts General Law Chapter 93H. But under the High-Tech Interim Final Breach Notification Rule, Breaches affecting 500 or more individuals must be reported to federal authorities, as well as all the individuals affected, within 60 days. Plus, the federal rule preempts, quote, contrary state law, unquote. In our featured interview, attorney Marilyn Lamar says organizations considering using the cloud computing model should carefully consider a long list of legal issues before taking the plunge. She advises those considering using remotely hosted applications to... Make sure the cloud computing vendor adequately addresses confidentiality, data integrity, and availability issues. Specify in the contract how the vendor will preserve and produce information for e-discovery requests in court cases. Include extra security details in the business associate agreement, especially related to disaster recovery provisions. And make sure the vendor uses at least the same level of encryption as your organization. Despite the legal issues, however, cloud computing makes sense for a lot of organizations, Lamar says. Here's a clip from the interview. But I don't mean to imply that cloud computing is a bad solution. In fact, for many smaller physician practices um, and perhaps even some smaller hospitals, the discipline and rigor of the uh, data backup and disaster recovery could be, in fact, a lot stronger with a good cloud computing vendor than the individual organization could do for itself. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured blog, I note that my fingers are crossed that the final version of the Federal Breach Notification Rule greatly clarifies when a breach has to be reported to the individuals affected, as well as federal authorities. 
I hope the final version states in the simplest possible terms that the federal law supersedes state laws unless the state laws have tougher requirements. And I also hope that the so-called harm standard in the interim final version of the rule bites the dust. Several members of Congress and some privacy advocates already have called for its demise. The harm standard provision allows healthcare organizations and their business associates to conduct a risk assessment to determine whether a particular data security breach presents significant risk and thus needs to be reported to those affected. The provision creates gray area in the law. I believe it needs to be replaced by clear-cut black and white guidance on what must be reported. In another blog, I note that federal regulators will have a lot of homework to do as they refine a proposal to modify the HIPAA privacy, security, and enforcement rules. The Department of Health and Human Services Office for Civil Rights received thousands of pages of comments from hundreds of organizations. Now the office will spend the coming weeks fine-tuning the proposal issued in July. And also in the news this week, a California hospital is appealing a $250,000 fine imposed for reporting an information breach later than required under a tough state law. Lucille Packard Children's Hospital at Stanford says the breach stemmed from an employee taking home an unencrypted hospital desktop computer that contained health information on 532 patients. Under California state law, breaches must be reported within five days. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.